back, nerds were doing, but the lows be the same. Penny from my dots, cause you know I'm trying to change. If I ever took a loss, charge it to the game. When we see guys, we don't say. Check. Digi. Digi's a technical guy. He's a technical guy. He's the social guy. So yeah, I'm guy. Dig. If anybody gets admin. messed up, charges to the game. So. <laughs> I'm the admin guy. I, trying I, to I, I hate the boring job. Yeah. <laughs> I hate replying to messages. I'm so bad, bro. I actually kind of enjoy the technical. That's probably going to be the next yeah, step yeah, to yeah, just yeah. get more and more people because we're literally talking about it. We're watching shits and gigs. They have like people behind that do everything for them and everything all the editing and everything is done by the time they leave the studio so that's like the next step to have people wow. in here with us but they're doing the one twos yeah, yeah. by the time we're finished yeah, done because all you have to do worry about is like podcasts like, exactly just if someone yeah, then yeah, uploads yeah. it you know how paranoid I'd be sometimes it's just like is that, is that camera still recording yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> is that audio okay it'd be, it'd be messing me up bro so we'll get there though inshallah we'll get there one day we'll have a whole team when did you start saying inshallah because of football twitter <laughs> they always say inshallah <laughs> <laughs> I just say inshallah as well oh. I, I have a usually we do an icebreaker every week okay. to break the ice sometimes it's a question to top 10 sometimes it's a blind reveal but for you I have a quiz Quiz, Five okay. question quiz. You have one lifeline. I'm, I'm low key scared. What, what, what are the questions? And the questions are like about your interests. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I've mixed the match. Pop culture, essentially. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. five questions. You have one lifeline. Digi doesn't know these questions either. <laughs> yeah. I'm so your sure. lifeline is ask Digi. Digi can help you out with a quiz. Wait, wait. Question. Is this? Good? Do you put something that I'm actually going to know? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. my general knowledge is bad. I'm not yeah, realizing. Yeah. You. Right, let's go. Question one. Wait, before I start, all I know is science and gym. So. <laughs> it's, 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 no, don't worry, don't worry. Let me ask you this. Is that, that's what you There's mean. five questions. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give you a line. Do you think you can do better than over or under 3.5 correct questions? Oh, yeah. Over. Oh, yeah. 3.5. So you get four out of five right. That's what you're saying. Maybe half. <laughs> so three. <laughs> that's it. Going to the under. You're going for the under. Okay, all right. Okay, shoot, shoot. How many muscles are in your arm? Okay. I Googled this, so Google might be wrong. <laughs> Uh, I'm letting you know including, now. Don't come to me. Right? I, I said, how many muscles in your arm? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm trying to count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Go for fifteen. Ooh, well, Google told me is this twenty-four. Twenty-four. Okay, I'm wrong. <laughs> oh, your your fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was never gonna get that. <laughs> right. Arnold Schwarzenegger won Mr. Yeah. Universe three times. Name three movies he was in. And this is it. You can't say movies from the same trilogy three times. So, Iron Schwarzenegger. I guess he liked Terminator 1. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I knew you would say Wait, that. Just three movies. Oh, this is, this is three too movies bad. Three movies that Iron Schwarzenegger is in. Oh, this isn't too bad. Terminator 1 is anyway. All right. Uh, I know he's in a few comedies. <laughs> oh, if you want to use your left line, I've got one more that I can help you with. <laughs> I'm not too sure. I think I've, I think I have to. I think. If you want to use DJ as your life for the Irish, I swear he's played a dad in some way. Yeah, no, he's definitely, <laughs> no, he definitely has. He definitely I can't, has. I can't think of what yeah. it is, but he definitely has. Yeah, go on. What's the um, Expendables. Expendables is in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's called? There's this movie where I can't remember if it's him or Sylvester Stallone. They're on. He like they put he. His job is to break out of prison. I have no idea who's in there. Oh, it's called, so you can it's, name called, tre- it's called The Escape or something like that. Oh, I, I, let me see. Well, well, I'm, I'm curious, what, what, what are the three? Oh, it could be any three, but oh. like, you give up? Daddy Daycare? Yeah, no, I, I give up. Daddy Daycare, <laughs> I think it's Eddie Murphy, but what you're thinking of, he has Jingle All The Way. 
Think about the Christmas movie where he's trying to fight Turbo Man. I hate Christmas movies. All right, okay. So random. I knew you. I knew you guys were gonna go for Terminator and Expandables. That's why I said three because I knew the Terminator movie hard to think about. Because I swear I know that I've seen them in films before. Right. Name one group in the periodic table. Yeah, that's correct. Conor McGregor has won the UFC belt in two divisions. This is pop culture. Why? Name one of the two divisions. As in lightweight and heavy? No. Uh, lightweight. You named one. Yeah, lightweight. He won the belt in lightweight. So what's that? Three out of five? No, he's got one out of... Yeah, three out of four. So actually, no, he got the arms one wrong. He got the Iron Schwarzenegger wrong. He got the Conor right. And then he got the UFC, the periodic table right. Last question. Pop culture because Love Island ended. Yeah. Where did Dami and India finish in their Love Island season? To be honest, I didn't watch Love Island. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. They three. But you got three. What? Two out of five? That was, that was not bad. That was not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. How are you doing, bro? Anyways. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Just lately just finished work now. So, um, yeah. Meetings and meetings and meetings. Do you not feel like sometimes the days full of meetings are actually more draining than the days when you're actually doing your own it work? It is. It is. Because you have to constantly socialize and just leave me alone. Wait, do you guys actually talk your meetings? I, oh, yeah. Sometimes I have well, to, yeah. Because yeah. most of the times it's like, it's relaying data to the site and then okay. across collaborators and stuff like that. And I think the role I'm in right now is like a project lead role. Okay, so yeah, So it me to like, I'm the go-to man for yeah, every yeah, single yeah, thing, yeah, like yeah. answering questions. Do you think, do you feel like you know what you're doing in your role or do you just figure it out as you go? I definitely figure it out. Every team has like yeah, two people yeah. that actually know what the fuck is going yeah, on. Yeah, no, the definitely. rest of us are just kind of like, yeah. I, I think what the difference is that like I know how to figure it out. I know who to go to and I know who to yeah, ask those yeah. kind of situations. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyways, we were outside on the weekend, bro. <laughs> it was out. <laughs> you should have been there, man. <laughs> outside. First of all, uh, shout out to Chicken and Waffle. I did have no idea what that was, but it's a great social place to go. I was, I'm on a stage now, if I would say this, yeah. I used to think I hate being outside. Now that I've discovered, I like being outside at certain places. <laughs> At certain yeah, things, like yeah. the, I went chicken waffle, the one with Beckley. I didn't know what to expect, and I've never really been out where Beck's just the two of us, mm-hmm. but pure uncle vibes. What is your vibe when you go out? Do you like to go out like just chill? Day party, like, yeah. chill, a few yeah. pints, look, get up and Jordan do needs to be home cents. 4, 10 Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm oh. like you as well. Like, yeah. I, I, I need to go home like 10 and yeah, but I feel like when it becomes yeah. winter, it's going to be 8 o'clock instead of 10 o'clock. Yeah. Because yeah. then we went out, I went to the Where's Your Head Out show after, and then these mans were saying we're going to another place after. I was like, bro, right. I've been out for 12 hours straight. Right. <laughs> like, this is time for me to go home. But you're supposed to be outside, be outside, man. I was outside. I was outside. To, for chicken and waffle it's like it's mad because sometimes you feel like we this everybody knows everybody and we all see each other's faces but where i went for chicken and waffle like really f- unfamiliar faces really a different crowd and rumors is that's where they go meet a high-end high-quality high-value man that's what they told me <laughs> and then obviously we went to the boys show that was class i want to say Do you know what Akbo? i hear you in the moment, I was watching, I was like, man, Akbo, sit down. But I went back. I said it to Ditch. I, I've been out here shouting, people need to stop worrying about what people are thinking. Don't protect an image you don't have. That boy paid 30 euros and went out and enjoyed the 30 euros he paid for. And that's how people should do more nights out in Ireland. Is that how you're going to move? No, nah, I'm not going to move like that. <laughs> <laughs> how was your weekend, though? I was good. I was working. <laughs> <laughs> like, so. like, for me right now, it's just like, there's no balance in my life right now. Okay. I'm at the stage where I'm like, I'm trying to get a lot of projects, 
projects going at the moment now and I'm trying to transition as I was saying from like mm. my full time job to like fully doing online coaching and fully like getting my platforms off the ground. So um I work during the weekend and the weekends as well as like online check. Sorry bro, just into the mic a little oh, bit. Oh sorry. Cheers. <laughs> how do you make that how do you make that decision though to be like, you know what, I'm going all in on this on the coaching? Yeah, it's like it's more of like it's my passion for it, towards it. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's something I enjoy to do, and it doesn't really feel like work. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and what drives me is to see like the change in people. Like, I like to make impact. Yeah, do you know what I mean. Um, for me, it's it's not really about you know how much money I make from it. It's more of like what's the impact I'm making, and I think that's that's been the general feeling for me throughout my life. Even like going into science. The only reason I went into it is because, like, I just generally loved science and I wanted to make an impact. I knew I had the knowledge to be able to create some drug that could save some somebody's life. Um, and I think when I finished my PhD and I was in that kind of like research realm and I went into like more corporate, big farmer situation, it was like it turned from being research-based science into like the business of science. Yeah. Yeah. And like I'm in meetings and I'm talking about the the impact of certain things with regards to like how much money we're going to make, how much yield are we going to get rather than like, okay, can we create this new drug to save somebody's life in not this country and not in Europe, but in developing countries, yeah, which well, is what I was kind of, that's, it was what I did my PhD and what I was kind of like, um, I was passionate about. So I think now I'm, I'm shifting because like I have like a new passion and I have a new perspective. So, um, is it yeah. scary? It is. It is scary because there's, there's a certain level of uncertainty when it comes to running your own business. Yeah. Like when you're working full time, you know you have a pension there. You know you have job security. You know you have a, like a general progression when it comes to your role. But like when you're on your own, it's like it's it's you. If I don't work, I really don't eat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What was, like, was going to ask? Do you have like? Um, do you have like a specific client that the first time you got that feeling of like, oh shit, you know what, this is actually what I want to do? Yeah, so my, actually my very first client, um, he was a friend of mine actually, but came to me, like he was like 140 kilos or something like that. His health was de- deteriorating. He was, like he came from a sporting background as well and it stopped him from playing that sport. Mm-hmm. And we got to a stage where, you know, we got his health markers in a good place. He lost a like I think he lost like 45 kilos or something like that within the time that we worked together and just seeing the impact that had not only of him like getting back to his sport but like his confidence through the roof his relationships through the roof so that's where like this online coaching is more just like getting people in shape it's like checking in on how that's impacted their own life like for example aqua right now so that's is a very 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 good Confidence example like, young individual yeah, right now. Like he's unstoppable i, I saw yeah. him and i said it to him i was like yo if i had this new body i'll just yeah, off top but, right now like, i'll just off the top right now that's a walking advertisement right there yeah. yeah like that's an example like me and aqua go way back like we're like very very good friends and like just seeing his his progression in terms of like the way he views life and like his confidence now is just like that's, that's an amazing thing how did you get into the into gym? The gym. And... So I, I'm coming from like a similar situation, like knowing the impact it's had on me kind of spurred me to see if I can make that impact with other people as well. So I came from a sporting background as well. Mm-hmm. I, I grew up playing football from the age of like eight, um, played at a high standard, played for Shells, played for Jota. And oh, wow. it got to a stage where I was like, you know, when you're like 18, 19, yeah. where it's either you go pro or yeah. you don't at all. Yeah. 
um that coincided with the time where like i was doing my leave insert and like i had like certain family issues that were going on at the time as well and um i think the pressure of everything caused me not to focus on football too much and it got to the stage where you know scouts were looking at me and they were like they were saying like i mean your technical ability is amazing but like you're a center half and you don't speak you know what I mean? You're you're not confident enough. You're not yeah. like you're not outspoken enough. We need a leader, and unfortunately, I didn't have this like family support. Like you know, Africans like yeah. your parents don't come watch you play football. Yeah. Like they're not really invested. But like I wished I had somebody there to be like, okay, keep doing this. You can really make it. You can like you just need that confidence to be able yeah. to yeah. step out of your comfort zone. So all in all, I ended up just quitting football because. Like, I, I like to say because, you know, I had other priorities, like my leave insert and other things. But, like, if I was to be completely honest with myself, like, I quit. Because it, it got too hard. Yeah. Um. It's, so, when it... Just on that, it got yeah. too hard for yourself or did you, like, you didn't have the support around you? Just the overall, every factor. You yeah, just put together. yeah, because, like... If, if you asked me when I was younger, like, what I wanted to be, I wanted to be a footballer. Like, yeah. I live... Pre did football like yeah, 24-7. Yeah, yeah. I've said it on this pod many times. Like, yeah. All I ever did was go outside and play ball. Yeah, all yeah. The time. So like I think when that dream started to die down because I felt like, oh, I just wasn't able to be confident. I wasn't able to speak up. I wasn't able to like step out of my comfort zone. Um, I was just like, oh, maybe it's not for me. But like me, if I was to talk to myself like back then, I would say, Jesus, like you know just step out of your comfort zone just just do it like whatever it takes just just do it kind of thing but all in all I ended up like stopped playing football um and I was like okay I need to take up some because I was always very active um I needed to do something so um I knew that you know I wanted to get stronger I wanted to get bigger because it's like for me like I was I was into running I was into football so naturally I was just very skinny <laughs> so I was like okay I want to build my physique and um so I started in the gym, trained for about like two years, um, and I seen a good bit of progress. And I I went from just being kind of a beginner in the gym to being, okay, I want to step on stage and do a bodybuilding competition. <laughs> and it wasn't because of, okay, I really love bodybuilding or like I wanted to, to show off my physique. For me, it was more mental. So... Because I quit on something before and I knew that a bodybuilding competition is probably one of the hardest things to do. I'm doing one right now and like I would say, it's still hard to do. Um, I was just like, okay, for me, for my mental and for for me to know that I can come out of my comfort zone and I can be confident, I'm just going to do this competition no matter how hard it gets. Um so I did that while I was actually doing my PhD, actually, <laughs> and the final year of my PhD. So um, it, it was very challenging, but I came out the other end of it. And I came out the other end of it knowing that, like, okay, I can't step out of my comfort zone. I can't do this. And that process also allowed me to love the sport. So yeah. that's why I can continue in the gym and I continue trying to build my physique. And I'm at the stage now where I'm stepping back on stage now to... Not, not in the sense of that, okay, I need to prove to myself, or it's more in the sense now that, okay, I'm really good at this. I can do really well. 
The point so, I want to ask is like you've mentioned, I think four times there that you quit, you quit, you quit. Yeah. Did does that still eat you up now, or do you, have you made peace with it because you're able to go into bodybuilding? I think I've made peace with it, and I I know myself that like whatever challenges come my way, there's no way I'm quitting. Yeah. Okay. Like, there's no way. <laughs> do, <laughs> like, you, you know I mean? do you feel like when yeah. like when you when you were there before you were yeah. about to quit? Deep down, did you think you were gonna make it? Did you think that you had the ability to make it? I did. Like technical oh. ability. Most did definitely. Hurt, did that hurt then? Like actually it, give it up? Yeah, it hurt a lot. And like even my manager called me on the day, and like I, I called him being like, Okay, I can't do this, I'm gonna have to drop out of the team. He called me on the day being like, Yeah, me, are you are you sure? Like people are looking at you, like you can you can do this, but I just didn't have the confidence in myself to be mm. like, Okay, I can fulfill this other part of me that I, I needed. Well did your coach um, did your coach I know you said your coach called mm. you or whatever, but like his words weren't he didn't he didn't give you the motivation to to keep it? Nah, because it was it was at like as I was saying, it was at the time where like there was a lot of other stresses in my life as well. Mm-hmm. And I think like th- there was a lot of things that caused me not to think right in that specific moment. Yeah, yeah. And uh I think after I just made that decision, it was okay. I was like, there's no turning back now. I just have to kinda that's a but that's the beauty of hindsight there. because I know you. It's yeah. hard. You're looking. Be it's you. You were difficult on yourself at some stage, but when you're probably in that moment, being an 18 yeah. year old, it feels like it's the right thing to do. It's only looking yeah, back now yeah. you can be like, oh, you have all these information right. and all these knowledge. Now you'd be like, ah, I probably should have pushed myself a bit harder. And yeah, yeah. let me ask you this because my love, I used to like like you. I used to love football. I watch every game, but now I watch maybe the Premier League and specifically Chelsea game. When I knew the dream wasn't what it's gonna be, the love for the sport like even went down did you kind of find a similar feeling or do you still find yourself ingrained within the football um it's kind of then like like yourself i i really watch football yeah. for like for a united fan and for like someone that played at that loves. level yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. like yeah. I, it kind of died down a bit. yeah no i yeah. I, I saw and it I, happening within myself as well and so i did i did actually yeah. go back to football like i did but i played like i went back and i played sunday league and i was like okay I'm not playing at a good standard, so I just, yeah. <laughs> I just because like when, once you start playing at a at a poor standard, you become a poor player because yeah. you're not challenged. You're you're playing with people who are like I'm gonna say the bad, but, <laughs> but not the level just, you're accustomed to. Yeah, exactly. Like, obviously, yeah, everybody yeah. goes to the gym for different journeys, and yeah. I've said it on many po- times before. Like I went back to Sunday League, yeah. and I went to play with men. And yeah. they start pushing me around. It's, it it's and I was like, yeah, I need yeah. to go to the gym. I need to, I need to start lifting weight. Because, yeah, because yeah. I'm like, right now I'm just too, like, yeah. I wasn't so technically gifted I could get away yeah. with being skinny. And the funny so thing was that, like, when I went back to playing football, like, oh, hench, like, I, I wasn't the same player yeah. because I was yeah. a lot bigger. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't sprint as fast. You're, yeah, I guess, um, yeah, I, was, I get you. Yeah. Do you do cardio, though? I do cardio, yeah. Nah, fuck that shit. Fuck cardio, man. That's why you have that video. I went on the treadmill today again, DJ. Like, people like, don't nope. know that, like, cardio is, like, if you want to make progress in the gym, you got to do cardio. Because for, in the, in the gym, I don't want to get too too technical, get Jimmy, technical, but, like... I need, I need free game. <laughs> for, <laughs> for you... That's why I need free. For you to be able to grow muscle, right, you need to, you need to train to failure. But if you're not fit cardiovascular-wise, you might end that set because you're just gassed out. Yeah. And you're not reaching that failure point. Hmm. So that's holding back again. Oh yeah, that, so, that's, that's that's me one hundred percent. I just I, so I, just I started cardio, so yeah. strong. After that first set, pff, 
I hate that you have to be honest because I have to be yeah. honest with myself. So now it's like, you know, I could have lived in my ignorance. Nah, I can do cardio now and again. Like I can, I leave it up. But now, like I get it because when I start going with my friend, he, he was going more often. Every session he'll make us do cardio. It's like, yeah. it's like because you don't want to gas out. You don't want to get to a point where you're, yeah. like, you're, even when I watch, I watch a lot of MMA now. They say a lot of fighters lose because they're tired. They just exactly. they, they, yeah. they lose because not because they can't fight. They've yeah. done the repetition. They've worked hard. They fought thirty times before, but at that very moment. They just got tired. Just got they just got, they no, got once tired. you get tired, all form goes out the window. Yeah. Oh, Even yeah, when I was yeah. playing football with that five side thing, I was doing good in that. I got tired. They passed me the ball. I went to put my foot on there <laughs> and it just went under my foot. Because <laughs> I was so tired. I was like, your brain and your body starts like reacting different because you're, you're just like out of it now. But yeah. well, pop an intro. Yeah, let me pop an intro. Let's let's introduce who's on the pod. Anyways, anyways, and we're here. We are charging to the game. This is the podcast with the highest level of analysis to cultural needs. I'm Uncle Jay, but you man's call me Jordan, and I'm here with... No, she goes with voice, big digit, nigga, the Midas touch. And who do we have here today? Yeah, Yemi, Yemi's Fitness. Let's go. And then yeah. don't forget, August 26th, Charger Karaoke. More announcements to come. Get your ticket. Links in the description. Links in the bio of all our Instagram. We're going to have some of your favorite podcasters there. It's going to be giveaways, competitions, and dilemmas, podcast elements, everything included. Pull up, have a good time. Games, maybe prizes, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a good time. And it's gonna be a fantastic time. Most importantly, we can be done by ten p.m. <laughs> Actually, what's good? This week, uh, every week now, we're giving our karaoke songs. Obviously, it's gonna be a different song every week. But what's your go-to karaoke song? What did they pick last week? Lucky any, any, any genre, yeah. Any, yeah, any genre, whatever. I'm, I'm gonna pick Afrobeat. Uh, I'm going to go soft. I'm going to go Davido if... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Banger? Uh, I want it that way. <laughs> that, that's the ultimate white people song, man. Uh, you are. <laughs> Nelly and Kelly Dilemma, man. That's actually a hard song to do in karaoke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done it. I've tried it before. It was you actually what, pretty tough. You know what? There was one time we were just messing around doing karaoke. We are in Birmingham, whatever. Moyo and this other girl, Renny, they did that as a back-to-back best karaoke performance I've ever seen in my life. And they, they hit every bar? They hit every bar. Uh, bro, David, you know what? You know when they do storyline and like he walks yeah. away and then she grabs him? Yeah. I was like, wow, crazy. So you guys are talented. Like, this crazy. <laughs> can any of you actually sing? Deji says he can, he I can, can almost outperform sing. anybody on that day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anybody that wants to smoke, I'm with it. Let's go. I'm, do, I'm do you know Roz says she's, she's no way you're, you're beating her. She's that's, picking that, out songs, yeah, outfits, and everything. Like, that's cute. Like, <laughs> that's cute. Look, she, she shouldn't talk too smoky. I'll, I'll bring her backup dancers. You know she can actually sing. I'll bring backup dancers. <laughs> like, who cares about your vocals when there's backup dancers? I'll get a nigga to do a flip and I win. Yeah, no. If, if someone does, the, if you do Marsh Madness and you do a flip on the beat, I'll give you the fright. <laughs> but also, just, uh, I wanted to ask you guys. Oh, yeah, get the tickets. August 26th. Let me wrap that up. I wanted to ask you guys. Are your mates beef also your beef? It depends. Because mm. mm. me and my missus were having this conversation because <laughs> she was telling me you're not loyal if your friend's beef are not your beef. And I'm like, I don't think men see it that way. Not really. I would say It no. depends. It really depends on what the beef is. Okay, give me an example where your mates be Because Jimmy and you did this part, yeah? So there's uh-huh. certain people that you know I don't see eye to eye with. Yeah, and yeah, there's certain yeah. people I know you don't really see eye to eye with either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might, if I'm in their vicinity, I might like say, okay, go, what's up? That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bah, bah. Am I a disloyal friend if I am in their vicinity and I acknowledge their presence? No, no, that's no, calm. I don't think so. Especially if that's much new Babe. <laughs> <laughs> babe. I know you're not watching, but I'm pointing at the camera. If you're not watching, but, I told you. <laughs> but, but if it's beef? Like, if it's beef? Yes. 
Yeah. If if a, if a guy maybe try to smash my my boy's girl or he knew about it and he tried to do weird shit. Yeah, yeah you got to give context to it though. Like, that's yeah, what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, not got, every cuz yeah. her point of like the point of view was like, "Nah, you got to back the beef." And I'm like, mm, "Not what, really. What, what context that, matters." What if you have that erratic friend that likes to start beef for no reason as well? Bro, I can't back you. He <laughs> <laughs> just wants to fight. Right? I, I <laughs> you know I mean? Like have you ever been out with the person that gets that gets violent when they get drunk? Yeah, and now they're trying yeah. to get into they're trying to get into Palazzo with everybody. Yeah. I just kind of like <laughs> it's not my own life. Yeah, no, I, I can't carry every, and I don't expect my friends to carry my beef because I don't expect uh, if I don't see Ida with someone and Deji's in their general vicinity and Deji acknowledges the presence that's known to me now if me and my, and my guy and I start seeing the two of them being buddy buddy like hanging out doing things together yeah, yeah. and I don't see Ida with him maybe then I might start like restricting information that I'm telling for example Deji because I don't know what you're telling him and you might be telling him nothing mm-hmm. but in my eyes I'm like your friends are my up so I don't want to give you anything that you can give my up. But once again, it depends. Like if it's just on that, I don't really see. I t- like you know the you know the. Yeah, yeah, no, we like no, yeah, 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 yeah. You're doing body body with him. I don't really care. Okay, you see what I'm saying because yeah. like it's, it it just doesn't matter like that. Yeah. But there's you, you know that nigga that I said when he dies I'll dance on his grave. <laughs> him. <laughs> Him? Nah, nah, nah. We can't be boys. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The context matters because I was like, we can't go around backing every beef. I, I don't know. Sometimes I, I don't know why they just beef that guy. Now I'm here. I might not be again. I don't really want to be. For me, if like if it's just like you don't like that guy, like I'll still be pally pally with him. But yeah, like, yeah that's, that's if, if it's some, like yeah, if it's something that you've done something offensive to him or yeah. to family or yeah. to a friend or something like that, if it's something deep, yeah, I'd be like, okay, maybe I should be like, we be because if you can do it to that person, you can do it to me. Because so. <laughs> that's what I was saying. I was saying like I was like I don't think men see it that way. And she was saying because you're not loyal. I'm like, what you mean I'm not a loyal but, friend? But, but the thing is like also. How how often do we beef? Do you get what I'm saying? Like, mm. there's very few times where I've had to I've had to think about yo, do I have to back this? Yeah, it, it, it's sometimes not even beef. Sometimes it's like the context, is like I just don't see eye to eye with. Yeah, that's that's, that's you guys' problem. It's it's not me. So now they just doesn't see eye to eye with that guy. I'm in his general vicinity. Now what, what am I going to do? Just mm-hmm. air, air, and what if I've been cool with that guy for time? Sometimes yeah, sometimes it, like I know the enemy of the enemy. My enemy is my friend. Sometimes that's between you, man's over there. You keep it over there in that, yeah, that general vicinity. That, that's why I don't like. I don't like to get involved when people start beefing. Even remember those two, those two that were beefing. The ones I'm like, they're like brothers. Yeah. I removed myself out of that situation as quickly as I possibly could. Because what am I doing here? Is there a situation where you had to back your friend's beef though? Where you had to be like, yeah, no, I'm gonna take my boy's side or here. Physically or no, see, even see, like, like the guys like, like they don't beef for long. No. It's like well. <laughs> The people I know, like, it's just like you squash it very easy enough. Yeah. Whereas, like, I think, I feel like with women, it's like... Very, yeah. And there's a lot yeah. more to beef about. They have a lot, <laughs> lot more to beef about. Because <laughs> they don't like each other. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you know, women, like, women are just mean. Like, and that's why they don't like each other. Like, you know what's funny? If you talk to enough women, yeah, I feel like women think I love all of them are more mean than they actually are. Mm. Like, girls always think other girls are mean. I'm like... That girl, the same way that you look at that girl, the same way she looks at you. Yeah. But they don't know that. They just think yeah. they're all bitches. Yeah. yeah. I think that here. comes from society, though. There's a lot of uh, competition between Oh, 100%. Women, just due to, like, the social norms for women. So mm-hmm. I think naturally, there's going to be beef. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. Because it's yeah. kind of like how they make you feel like there's only room for, like, one or two. Yeah, so there's yeah, sometimes yeah. there is only, like, because diversity and inclusion in it. Before, there, weren't, there, there wasn't as many as them in certain rooms. So if one person had the position... It's like ah, we don't like them at all. So it is. Oh, imp- imp- question imp- then, yeah. Let's say let's say you go out with one of your boys, your your guy, whoever your guy is, yours is Chris, whoever your guy is, like your guy in it. You guys two man mission. You guys are just out having a good time in the club. Your boy gets a bit too drunk, and he's moving just very sloppy, 
and like you know he's bumping into people as a man as yeah as a man ridiculous <laughs> ridiculous how you do know funnily enough I, no never mind <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so he just moving, moving crazy so he bumps into he bumps into a group of like five men they surround him now and it's looking techy for him do you get yourself involved or do you find oh, him you after? Have to. Yes, you but have to. apologetically. <laughs> what do you mean apologetically? Ah, sorry, sorry. No, no, it's smoky. There's no sorry about it. It's smoky. <laughs> nah, you have to. You have no, to start no, apologetically. If, if you go in there, yeah, even if it's smoky, you have to you have to start by diffusing No, no, but I'm saying these men are not hearing that. You have to. You have to. You have to. You can't even remember. Just be built. Well, you're, they just leave it. No, 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 Nah, it depends on the boy, it depends on the situation. It depends if it's an acquaintance. If if acquaintance I just if I just know I if I just know after. of you and you're getting into beef, okay. Oh yeah. yeah but like you're my friend, if you're my boy, I mean, yeah. Ah, uh, nah. You know how I feel about all these beef things. I, I, I'm I'm of the mindset like ah, just try to defuse the situation because again, there's not many settings I go to where people are actually willing to fight anyway anymore. You like. I go to fucking day parties and bros. That uh, the people at thirty. That crowd really don't want to fight like that. Yeah, I think at this age, like people are not really on yeah, fighting. Like, I don't see fights as much as I used to. Yeah, you missed them. I was never involved, so no. Do you miss watching them? Sometimes. Did you ever fight? I've never gone and fight. Even like, on the football page, when they called you the N-word, because I know they called you the N-word. <laughs> oh, like I, 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 I wouldn't, ca- I wouldn't cast that as fighting. It was just like pushing each other. Yeah, and then split it up kind of thing. But no. like, no, I, I haven't been in a fight in a minute. I don't want to be anymore. But yeah. unless they, the boys still want that boxing match, that's Look, I'm telling you, these boys can <laughs> catch this move. They I mean. But other than that, nah, just allow it, man. Allow all that fight issue. Nah, yeah. You know what it is, yeah? The thing with fighting that I just don't understand is like, yeah, quite beat you up, but after that... Like them what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The, the, I would say the risk-reward ratio is so poor. Like, it's so poor. Like, it's like, what... what are you, they're not paying me to actually win this fight right now, so... I don't, I, I don't want you know what I don't do like it. here? Like... If we fight now, can we just leave it here? Like, yeah, that's another thing. I can't get really angry because if yeah. I see you next time, I'm not, I might not be angry to beat you like. You know the thing is, time. then if you if you're the one that loses, next time they see you, they'll see you with a gang. It's like it might just escalate. Like, okay, you beat him up. Now he's trying to run up with you with his boys. Now you have to get your boys to run up, and that's how those like back in the days, Blanche versus Tala. One person got jumped. Went to get his boys. Yeah, went to get yeah, his boys. Yeah. So, are you mm-hmm. which are you from Blanche or Tala or any of them? No, no, no. I was in swords. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm from so not, not too far. Yeah. yeah. So you weren't involved in all of those. No, you didn't I was have never involved, yeah, I've never heard of a swords gang. Imagine. Nobody think they're serious, man. No, no, no. people go to swords is just go airport, man. Yeah, literally, literally. Airport and pavilions. That's the only reason I've been there. Speaking of the airport, so I took a flight. I flew to Mani on Friday. I took a day trip to Mani, came, went on Friday, came back on Friday, almost missed my flight. You what, you almost, almost missed my flight again. I, I don't know how you keep doing this, man. Bro, <laughs> you know what it is again, yeah? I caught early flight and I was going to be like, oh, you know what? I'm not going to sleep. You know what my, my mistake is, yeah? My mistake is chilling but being too comfortable when I chill. Okay. And then I fell asleep, yeah? I get to the airport. My gate closes at 625. I get to the airport at 625. I made the flight. <laughs> this guy. But this like, guy. so I go to, I go to fast track time. Cause usually you can go fast track and just chat to person like, yo, my gate yeah. closed. Can you let me through? This guy was like, yeah, my supervisor said no, blah, 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 blah. So I had to go around, went to the regular place, chatted to some people, got to go pretty much got to fast track. Now I'm sprinting, full sprinting in the, in the airport, trying to get to my thing. 
I don't know why at 6 a.m. there's bare people in the airport, so I'm dodging left, right, left, right, left, right. The thing run, is, run, it's probably run, not run. that many people, but because you're no, no, late, your brain... Was, no, it was dense. Like, at 6 a.m.? I don't know why. Like, even... I Like, usually at 6 a.m., you know, if you just go through, yeah. like, security, yeah. you don't even... I don't even need to ask for fast track, but, like, there was a line. So I'm, like, ducking, diving through people. I'm full, I'm, I'm full on sprinting. I trip first in the middle of the airport. <laughs> <laughs> you trip in the middle of the airport. People are like... Hey. So we went, oh! <laughs> Someone, someone would have got the ink. Someone said your bed was dead. You would have got what, the what ink. What happened? Did you just get back? Bro, yeah, continue because I, I, I slid as well. Yeah, like. <laughs> Yo, I can actually just picture that. <laughs> like, you know where? That's you know so where? Silly. You know where the the escalator to go like up to like in Terminal One, the escalator to go up yeah, to like yeah. Burger King and that is yeah, like we really, literally right there as you like you're. You know, you can go to this way or go that way. So I literally I fall and I slide a little bit on my chest, didn't it? But I'm late for my flight, so I just pick my shit. I still keep running. <laughs> Wait, I made the flight. It's got to charge out to the game, though. Look, man, I got to charge the game. I don't know what... I used to be so good with flights. I'm so bad recently. I've almost missed every flight. Have you ever missed a flight? No, I'm tired of... Uh, like, I'm there two or three hours before. Yeah. I'm, even if it's like, I'm just going to the UK. <laughs> no, no, see, I don't have to. I don't have to. And you live so hard. You can, yeah. leave. <laughs> you can leave 15 minutes before I don't get up there right now. <laughs> Nah, nah. It's no. just paying for another flight. It's just like, nah, I'm not. Just the inconvenience of it. I've yeah, actually never yeah, been in yeah, a situation yeah. where I have to pay for another flight. But there was a time in, in America where I've come back from New York, made it to the airport, whatever. Went to went to our layover was supposed to be in flipping Portugal. Went to the gate and said, oh yeah, they cancel your layover. I was like, what do you mean they cancel your layover? So we'll be stuck in Portugal. But they said, you know what? Fair play to her because there's a lot of people on that same flight doing the same thing. Stressed. She kept her composure. She's like, you know what? I can get you a flight to British Airways. Right now, you'll, you'll lay over in London instead and then you can fly home. But then the terminal is like, you know, JFK, massive airport. You actually need to get a train to the next terminal and do all that check-in again. And the flight is in a fucking hour. That's the closest I've been to missing the flight that you're running. I'm like, can you not communicate with them that we're going to be a bit late? They're like, I've done. She's like, basically, I've done all I can do. I don't have the juice like that to tell them like, wait. Running you say, who are you? Like, <laughs> with suitcases, like with my missus, all of that. And then you get to you're still waiting for another hour. You're like, oh. <laughs> sometimes you're like, yeah, you're grateful, but it's annoying at the same time. But my, my thing this week is I lost my ring for like three days. I'm not wearing it right now, but I lost it for three days. And my whole plan was I'm not going to ever say it until she asked me, where's your ring, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> I was never going to talk wait, about did you, it. Did you actually? <laughs> she didn't. I found it. Oh, okay. okay. Wait, wait, wait. Did you find oh, it? No problem. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 the problem was gone. That's why you can talk about it now. <laughs> like it was uh, the oud that I got in Dubai. It has like a gold cap in it. So I, I must have taken it off and put it on that. So it wasn't visible to the eye. So I kept looking for it. I've looked on that table. But it just wasn't visible to the eye. Three days. So then I was going out to Saturday and I wanted to apply the oud. And I was like, oh, that's my ring. <laughs> so I wasn't even like anywhere. Because I was like, you know when you're so sure, you're like, I know it's in here somewhere. Yeah. But I don't want to mention it because then I get in trouble and I'm under pressure to find yeah, it. That's like, this is your ring. Yeah, I have no. a question for you, actually. Talk to me. So when you have your ring on, right? And yeah. you're, you're out and you don't have like, your wife is not there. Which yeah. Like, yeah. Do you find that women still approach you? Or... See... If women have never approached me in person yeah. with a ring on, like since I've been married, they've never approached me in yeah. person. But also, don't do it because the way I'm hearing about this islandy, the people, the way people are moving Island. in islandy, <laughs> it's not even like I, I say this for all the time. You will get found out. It's just yeah, yeah. Too, it's too small of a community, and the circ- the places I go to, we all kind of know each other. Everybody yeah. knows the situation, so I don't, I don't, I've never been approached. Do you think women with care? A ring. Do we think women care about being with married men? 
No, we always say this. I think the CEO is more of a valuable commodity. Cause... Yeah, because I was having this conversation with a work colleague, right? And I was saying that, like, because I recently got out of a relationship. Okay. And uh, I was saying that, like, I got a lot of traction when I was in a relationship. Did you announce that you're and... out of a relationship? How did you do your soft launch? <laughs> <laughs> How did you soft launch on Back in the Streets? To be honest, I didn't. But it was just, like, the, the people I was surrounded by kind of knew that oh, I okay. was in a relationship. So... Who's the first one to ask? Yo, yeah. Where's, where's my baby? <laughs> <laughs> you know the ones you have to ask? Because if my boy was in a relationship and yeah. I'm just seeing her less and less, I'm like, hmm, they're fighting. One month after, yeah. all right, the pics are gone. I'm going to have to ask. <laughs> I know. It was like, yeah, it was it was a long relationship as well. So like the people like around me knew that, okay, he's probably not on trying to date someone very, very soon right now. Yeah. But like, it's more like work colleagues. Okay. That were like, okay, like what, what's going on? Were they putting on you as well? Yeah. Like, work, work night parties are, are crazy. <laughs> you know yourself. <laughs> but you, so you find yourself getting more traction in a relationship? Yeah, yeah. Fair and and like the, the colleague sense. I was talking to, she was like, um, she was saying that like when you're with somebody, it's okay. It makes sense. Like you must be, you must be valuable. But then, mm-hmm. like when you're not in a relationship, you're like, okay, what's wrong with this guy? Why is he not? He's good looking. He yeah, has all this. Yeah. Like, there must be something. Oh, there like, must be like or oh, something. Because mm, yeah, I know yeah. Whitney Cummings has a joke, and she's like, she, uh, she finds the good in every man. So she's like, she'll meet a married <laughs> man, and she'll be like, hmm, not scared of commitment. That's kind of like the oh, yeah, that's yeah. like like people when people see marriage, she's seeing a man that's willing to commit. If you don't mind me asking, how long have you been back on these streets? How long Maybe you back outside? A few months. Oh. <laughs> it's French. Like. They, they say it's tough outside. How you find, like? How how long was the relationship? First of all, like it years. Was, it was years. It was, was like it? a good nine years. Like. Jesus. Yeah, it was a long one. <laughs> Why are you back in the like, streets <laughs> after nine years? <laughs> no, it was, it was one of those ones. Like I, I, we got together like very very young. No, I've been in one like, of those yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, I've been I've been in one of those, but. It was like very, very. It was young. going to was. I'm guessing at that stage, marriages talks were happening. You're about to go. Yeah, you're about to sign the contract. Yeah, yeah. Long term yeah, yeah. deal. And I was like, <laughs> how's how's heartbreak as an adult though? Deal. Like you still have to go to your nine to five, and oh, work. Yeah. You still have to like put a face. <laughs> you still have to move. <laughs> like you, still, uh, like you have to experience that shit. Sometimes I think you have to experience it when you're younger and you can kind of. Yeah. But when you have nothing yeah. to do. Yeah, no, yeah. when you can yeah. stay in bed for you like the whole. Yeah, but now you just like. <laughs> Like the day it happened as well, like I literally had calls to jump on. Like oh. as soon as it happened, yeah. I was like, "Well, oh. because sometimes like those situations, like I know there's a day it happened, but there's a build up to it happening. Yeah, you know, yeah. like there's always like it's it, it, sometimes like it's going to happen, but we just have to pull exactly, that cord. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I knew it was gonna happen. Like you could feel it. Yeah. yeah, no, no, yeah. of course, of course, the relationship doesn't end in a day. Yeah. It, it ends over a period of time, and you just like eventually, yeah, and. It's a situation where sometimes I hear this and it's like, you just grow apart, grow out of love. You, or, or does that happen? Yeah, I think like... Sorry, because, I'm, I'm like, asking so many questions. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think if, if you're in a situation like like I was, where like, you know, you got together where you're very young, like your goals and like what you want out of life is completely different to like... Yeah. To a whole different now, person. Like, do you know what I mean? So, and sometimes like people just kind of generally yeah. drift apart. Yeah. And no. I think that's that's kind of like what happened. And I think it's it's common. Yeah, it's very a lot, a lot common. of people go through it. So. I've said it. I've said it in the previous episode. I was like, yeah, it's like it's learning to ev- pe- that learn that people evolve and they evolve at different mm-hmm. rate pace and they adapt and they become a new version of themselves and constantly having to learn to love the person who the person is becoming because yeah, I, yeah. I'm married now. The per- like I've met my missus when we were seventeen and I see a different person now than I did when I at that stage of our lives mm-hmm. and it's always 
accepting that maybe at some stage she's gonna grow faster than me, and I'm or I'm gonna I'll grow like it's not linear. Yeah, yeah, Always yeah. having to find that balance, and that's yeah. again, it's it is tough, and to always be like, okay, this is the version of a person. Mm-hmm. Have to learn to love this person, and you can fall out of love with a person. I've heard people that fall back into love with people mm-hmm. of that situation. So. Well, yeah, I, I just are, want to know if the, the streets are cold hard, or yeah. the how, streets are. How, how, how they're doing now because <laughs> all I hear like, is I'm, negative things about the streets at yeah, this stage I'm, of my life. To be honest, I'm not even on the streets. Like, I'm not even really... Outside like, like that? Yeah, I'm not outside like that. But so you're trying to yeah. now, like, I guess you it's handy for you because you can keep your mind preoccupied because what you're trying to do is mm, start, uh, exactly. start yeah, to yeah. start your, become your own business. How, how's that going? Exactly. You know, it's going good. Like, it's... Um, I have a lot of help as well just from... Um, the consulting company I'm with and like I have a good bit of mentors as well within the space um so yeah it's going really well it's it's great to see it growing and I, I like the fact that you know I am in charge of like what happens within the business because you mm. know when you're uh when you're working, <laughs> nine to five, you're working with a company like at the end of the day it's the people are in the top tier yeah, that are going to make decisions yeah. so um my creative side is coming out and um yeah, like I'm, I'm very much a workaholic, and ideas just pop to me like pretty much twenty four seven, and I like to see them come to fruition. So, there's there's a couple of things I'm working on, not just like online coaching, but you know, collaborating with um, some nutrition companies, collaborating with um, people who are specialized in kind of like the bodybuilding sphere. So I'm mm. getting like a posing coach for my bodybuilding clients. Um, I'm also looking to, um, I'm getting a, like a marketing manager as well to, you know, put me in the, the face of like where black people are. Because like most of my clients are black people okay. at the moment now. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going good. Do you, f- good. do you feel like of some, like you probably feel the need to diversify and you're going to get like a marketing, you know, you say most of your clients are black people. Yeah, yeah. We live in a predominantly white country. So yeah. to increase your clientele, you're also going to need to tap into that market. Do you, yeah. How do you feel like, how do you going to go about doing it? Because we've talked about it, trying to do it from a content perspective but sometimes we got feedback from the uh, from harry shadow harry if you mix all our clips it says you know sometimes it's better to just double down into your niche and grow that Most niche rather yeah. than trying to yeah diversify. I, I would definitely agree with that because i like when i first started online coaching i i took on everybody like i took on people of different cultures like I've, polish people irish people nigerian people um and i try to satisfy everybody like but i think when you double down on your niche it makes you it makes you work a lot better mm, and i think mm, the quality mm, mm, of mm. your work is a lot better because you know you're really good at targeting this specific this niche yeah, and yeah. you know serving this specific um level of clients so yeah. i think it, I, I definitely agree with that yeah and plus what's called is online coaching so you're not stuck to just ireland exactly no, yeah so true. like I'm, I'm training people in ghana i'm training people in the states training people in india and stuff like that so like it's it's that's the great thing about online coaching is that I'm not restricted to living here. Like, you know, I can live anywhere in the world. I can target different people as well. And like through cho- social media, which is like my main form of marketing, yeah. I follow us from like all over, the, all, all over the world. So I'm not confined to just Ireland here. Was there a monetary point? It Was there a monetary point where you're like, you know what, I can make that jump from corporate to just doing this? Or was it just like for the love of it? Or was it like, no, I'm, I'm actually making enough money? Because you have to, you're, you're, you're yeah. come across as a smart guy to me. Yeah. So you, you definitely have done all the maths and... Yeah, most definitely. Like when I when I first started, it was like, okay, I'm just gonna do this on the side because I just love doing it, and it gives me a bit of money on the the side of it as well because it's it's hard, hard out here in Ireland. Yeah. Like, says it every week. It's, it's very hard. So like, I think that passion drew drove um, the growth of my my business so far, and like I'm at the stage now where like I'm making a lot more than I am mm. making uh, with my full time job. So it's just okay. now just making sure that. 
I'm set now, but I'm not going to be set in 10 years. Yeah, do yeah. I have a plan in place for retirement? Like, where do I want to see myself in terms of my own career progression? Because I'm not going to be, I don't want to be just the business owner, the online coach. I want to be able to lead a team of online coaches. Oh, so yeah. that's where I'm looking at going. So uh, once I have that plan set in, set in place, and once I have my, you know, my retirement plan where I want to live and kind of the look ahead, that's when you make the transition. Now, you said you loved science because you wanted to help people. Mm. And then as you got into the corporate side, you're more on the business side of science mm. and you're more removed from that people element. Yeah. The more you grow and you start to lead a team and they're going to be on the floor, you're going to be at the business side. How do, you, how do you not know that that same passion or the same thing that's happened in science won't happen here? Yeah, so th this is where it comes to like, you have to watch who you hire. So I'm not just going to hire any online coach. I'm going to hire people who I know that have the same values as me. And who can give the same level of service to me? Because at the moment now, just looking at the the market of online coaching, um, I think the one thing that separates me from all online, other online coaches is that like I genuinely care about people. Like I genuinely genuinely care about your progress, and I think I invest. Like if you ask any of my clients, I invest in them a hell of a lot. Mm. So I want that standard to be kept, whoever I hire. Um, so it's also about that. And like I I still will be online coaching, but I'll be kind of like the the high ticket coach. The supervisor, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the supervisor, but then like the high ticket coach yeah. where I would take on like really competitive bodybuilding clients yeah. or like You'll people take on, like, who are... Dave or Stormzy. And... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's who you'll be coaching. You must can coach stage. You know? <laughs> I'll be yeah. Dubai coaching the generous. <laughs> I had another question. So, how do I get a six pack and maintain the same body? Because, <laughs> <laughs> look, I, I was, when I first started, I was doing the shakes, I was getting bigger yeah, again. Yeah. I had zero knowledge. I just yeah. saw I was a bit skinny, uh, yeah. like uh, for my age and clothes weren't like I was getting gaps in my shirt. I didn't yeah. like. I, I wanted to. My, I wanted clothes yeah. to feel nice in my body, so I started doing like, oh, you're just YouTube and things. No knowledge, creatine, protein shakes, etc. But then I started getting heavy, but because it wasn't natural, I was gassing out like even running up the stairs, everything like that. Yeah, yeah. So I stopped going that method. My missus just my missus still today. She's like, oh, I prefer it when you were a bit bigger but i'm like i hated it because i couldn't move, couldn't move. Yeah, as quick yeah. or i couldn't do things yeah. as quick but now like i'm okay now but sometimes i look i was like i need i need a defined space that's very much achievable and like time time again i've seen clients they've come to me similar situation to you it's yeah. like okay you bulk but you feel like you get too fat yeah or you cut and you feel like you're skinny again and yeah. you're not you're not big so it's it's literally just all about education there's ways to do it and I think it's it's time as well. People want to do it very, very quick. They want to do it within a year. But yeah. like, I look like this, but it's taken me like eight good years to build okay. up a good bit of muscle mass. So I look big and I can't be lean. So mm -hmm. it's mm. just about like being very realistic about your goal. If you want to do it naturally as well. Like, yeah. Um, Oh, I should get. You know, ever seen? You know, Oscar De La Hoya, the boxer. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. got a six pack implant. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see that? The implants never look. They never look right. <laughs> it looks so funny. Oh, I was like, what? It looks fake. It, it looks, looks so fake. fake. Yeah. I'm like, bro, you're fifty with a six pack. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Chill, man. Yeah, no, Jordan, man. Quick trip to Turkey, man. You Because <laughs> sometimes I do look at like after the gym, I'll take a pic and like I actually like. I don't want to like. I like how I look now, but I'm like, I just want the definition in the stomach to yeah, just to yeah. look kind of look like you want to see your pics and not. Your <laughs> well, like, think, like, think about it is like when when, I, when I'm in like my off season. So my off season is like my improvement season when like I'm trying to put, pack on muscle. I don't have a six pack when I'm in my off season. Mm. Like, it's not like it's not like you're gonna have a six pack twenty four seven. So wait, how long like, is off season? 
it depends for me because like I'm a competitive bodybuilder is like it would be a good like seven months to a year oh so you won't have yeah. that six five for seven months of a year and then how long does it take you to get back to where you are now for me, because I have a good beard experience, like doing cuts and doing like dieting phases, it'll probably take me like 12 weeks. Jesus. Yeah. You must be a disciplined individual though. Yeah, like everything has to be on point. Like it, the longer, the, depending on like how you adhere to your plan and yeah. how consistent you are, will depend on how long it will take. So I have guys who like cut very quickly and achieve their goals within like eight to 10 weeks, but that's because they're on it. Like they're ticking all the boxes, but then... There's some people who want to, you know, go outside and, outside, and like, like get, par- a, get, yeah. get Charlie's, get like takeaways, pretty get much. Every- yeah, exactly. Alcohol, you know, that's going to take a lot longer. But you have to be happy with the fact that, okay, it's just going to take me a bit longer because I want to do these other things as well. And that's that's okay. Like, yeah. yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Do you drink as well or? Uh not a big drinker. Yeah, no, that's no, fair because I'm, I'm, I'm trying yeah, to yeah. get tips here because I do <laughs> I do love a cheeky takeaway on a wine on a Friday. <laughs> like, that's, that's this, like... this girl sends snaps on a Friday, one o'clock. That's <laughs> uh, the weekend. For me, it's like, for, for, for me, like, for me, I, like, I have cocktails <laughs> because they taste nice. Like, alcohol to me doesn't taste nice. Okay. For me, like, if I'm drinking, is that a, like, there's a purpose, okay, I want to get locked or like, I wanna... <laughs> it's not because I, I like to taste So those work parties where they're trying to lips you, you're not drinking at those parties, no? No, not really, no. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I said. That's, that's what I said. I was going to ask about the body, bodybuilding competition. So like, yeah. how, like how, was your, how was your first one? Talk us through your first one when you get my there. My first how, one. How you felt all that? My first one was extremely hard. Um, and me going into it, not knowing what was involved, was it was extremely hard as well. So I like, I started off, I think about 90 kilos and I was only training for two years. So naturally, you don't really have that much muscle on you when you're like two years into training. So um, I had a good bit of body fat to, to lose and I had eight weeks to do it. So it was like the calories were extremely, extremely low. Uh, I was doing like 60 minutes of cardio plus my workouts. How many minutes of cardio? 60 minutes. <laughs> I did five like, and my hip actually hurts. I'm not going to lie. Like for, <laughs> for I think for the last, like for the last six to seven weeks, I was just doing like 60. I think it went up to about like 90 minutes cardio. Barely any much. calories. I think I was on about like 1,700 calories. 1,700 uh, with 60 minutes of cardio. Yeah, <laughs> like it was, <laughs> it, was, it was extremely tough, but I went from being like 90 kilos to being 70 kilos on stage. So I was like 20 Over kilos. how much time, sorry? Like eight weeks. So it was, you can imagine like I was, was dying. Crazy. Like and I, I said as well, I, I was doing my PhD at the time as well. So it was final year. I had to submit my thesis. I was in between, like on my lunch break, I would go to the Trinity gym and I would just do my 60 minutes of cardio, come back to the lab, go train afterwards and then like try to get steps in as well. So Jesus. it was, it was madness. <laughs> it was crazy, but it, it was all worth it when I got onto that stage and I was like, oh yeah, geez, I did this. Yeah, like from what I hear right now is like you're a high performer, played football at a high mm-hmm. level, you got a PhD, so academic, yeah. you're doing well, bodybuilding competition, you want to start your business, yeah, so yeah. that's performing at a high level across a lot of things. What do you attribute that to? Because it must have a mental, the mental yeah. has to be good, the emotional aspect has to be good. So for me, it comes from, it comes from like family issues. Okay. Like um, I grew up alone for a lot, a lot of period of time because um. My mom moved back to Nigeria um, I, when I was about like 16, 15, 16, I think. Um, and that's when we were like living in Santry at the time. So 
for me, it was like, okay, I need to do something to get myself out of the situation. I need to create a better life for myself. And it was either, okay, I just go out with friends and, you know, it was at that stage my friends just started drinking, going out, yeah. just like focus on girls. I was like, okay, I can either do that or I can try and get myself out of the situation. So like, you know, I got a part-time job to to fund myself throughout my college um, and... I just I just started grinding. I was just like deep into my books, deep into the gym, deep into football, anything I could do to try to get myself out of that situation. And ever since then, it's just been, okay, I can do that. How can I improve myself now? Like, what can I do next? So it's, it's always been like, okay, what's next? I've done this, what's next? That's actually impressive um, because at that 16, it's, so, it's easier to succumb to your situation because you're 16 and people... A lot of people could be a cop out. They, we've seen so many, not a cop out, let me not say that. Because some people are, vict- are truly a victim of their environment and they, the environment they're in they really shapes who they are. And at 16, I can understand where someone would be like, you know what? These are the cards I'm dealt. I'm leaning into it. Me too, let me start going drinking if this is what my friends are doing, mm-hmm. F football. But for you now to just be like, take the other part. And actually, yeah, fair, fair, fair play to you because I'm hearing like, Play for shelf, play for Drada, build a PhD, do my own business. Obviously, the company you're working for now, leading projects. So, I, I don't know if yeah. a lot of it, a lot of it is passion like, yeah, as well. Like, yeah. a lot of these things I'm doing at the moment, like I, I enjoy to do. Like I love doing them, and to think of that, like okay, I can make this a career is just is exciting to me. So, I was, I just want to put my best foot forward and like do as best as I can in it. And yeah. obviously, speaking from the, we spoke earlier about the football standpoint, where you felt like you didn't have the family support, mm. and. Yeah, it kind of was discouraging and it kind of led for you to also also I don't want to say the word quit because mm. uh, sometimes you, you go as far as you can and you and sometimes you just have to learn there's always a balance like between quitting and no one is time to let go and sometimes we don't know that but with this now you want to leave your 9 to 5 and you want to go into yeah. the, your own business how's that then coming across to your family are they supportive do you understand um, to be honest, I don't. I think my family. I think. I think because they know Yemi G is he, he's a go getter. Like he, he's whatever he does, he's gonna do really well. So yeah. I, I think they have confidence in me in the sense that like, if I go into this sport online coaching, they know I'm gonna do it at the highest level. Yeah, do you have siblings? So, yeah, there's seven of us. So okay, <laughs> it's, exactly. it's a it's a big family, uh, but like the age gap yeah. is, is quite big. So, um. We never really lived together for that long because, oh, you know, they got older, moved they down, moved down, started their family yeah, yeah, and stuff. No, because I only asked that because I was kind of thinking, with the drive you have, do they only look at the other siblings and say, see, see what Yemi's See, that, that was the thing as well. <laughs> no, that was the thing. Like, I had a lot of pressure on me because they did extremely well as well. Oh, okay. They were like, my sisters did extremely well. Like, my brothers did extremely well as well. So I was like, okay, I, I need to be on my shit. Yeah, no, because I, I have, a, uh, I was going to say baby sister, but I have a younger sister and sometimes she says that to me and my brother, like, because I'm also, obviously, in science, he's a software engineer. Sometimes she's like, oh, sometimes I feel like there's so much pressure on me because you guys are perceived to have done well. And my parents would use that as an example. It's like, oh, look at Jordan and Nathan. Look what the life they've created for themselves. And this is what you have to do. And so sometimes she's like, she says it to me. She's like, oh, I don't like this pressure. I don't like constantly being told, like, this is what you have to do. Yeah, you guys said the bar high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, but I, we I, have to. It's just like, oh, we have to go to school. <laughs> yeah, I'm similar. Like, I have a little brother as well. You probably know him. Uh, he looks very much like me. You probably, if I saw him, I'll probably yeah, be like, um, yeah. But yeah, he's, like he's not really academic, right? Yeah. But he's so creative, like so mm. so creative. He has YouTube. He's very funny. Like I wish I was <laughs> that was his level of funny. But I always say to him, like P 
people have different talents mm. and you don't really have to succumb to, you know, what your siblings have done because, you know, they've done their PhD or they've gotten this certain level of education. Um, you just do really well at what you like doing. Yeah. And that's that's how you're going to succeed. Yeah. Yeah, but from his position, that's easy yeah. to say when you've done it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Like, and it's not you that's going to put the pressure on him. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think it's it's self-pressure as well. And that self-pressure is good, I mean, you know. And I'm how are you finding the content side of things? Because you're also, yeah. you're low-key a content creator now. Yeah, so you yeah. have a YouTube, you have the t- you have Instagram. That's your biggest yeah. advertisement tool, advertising tool yeah. now, your marketing. How are you finding that side? Yeah, I'm loving it. I'm like, I'm enjoying it. Like, I think I really have a knack for like editing and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, I look my content. I'm, I'm a geek when it comes to editing. <laughs> um, you need some of that. <laughs> <laughs> on this team. Yeah, I, I enjoy that. And like making content as well. Like at, at the start, you're a bit like apprehensive, a bit nervous about like, what are people going to think of me like in front yeah. of the camera or like mm. when people watch me I can think I'm weird or like yeah. but like the way I see it now is that people actually graduate, gravitate towards you if they feel like they can relate to you yes yeah. and if you're, people yeah, if you're open and like you, you'll see my content that like I'm not just all like oh this is going great this is what I look like but it's more of like okay what's the reality of what I'm going through now so like mm. at the moment I'm documenting my competition prep so I'm telling like I'm showing you guys everything, like yeah. in terms of like how I'm feeling, um, if I have bad days, if I've gone up in weight, if I've like just kind of real, real life situations. Um, and, and I, I think th- a lot of people can get inspired by that as well. Yeah, no, sometimes I think it's because we, I don't know how old you are, but we were like the, probably the last generation that grew up without social media being a thing. That sometimes we overthink before we post a video, blah, blah. But it's actually so common and so more, more natural than in this society now than we actually think in our brain. Because I actually rarely ever look at someone talking into a camera and think, oh, this is weird. Like, yeah, my brain yeah, never yeah. thinks of like, oh, what are they doing? Whenever someone's talking into a camera, I'm like, yeah, this is just what everybody in society does. But I think we just, we saw the side of it before this generation. So sometimes we overthink it. Because I know, like, my younger sister's 14. I know she doesn't think it's weird. I know she will just be like, you're supposed to. Yeah, put your yeah. phone out yeah, and talk into a camera that's the natural no yeah. i know i get you no, but we grew up when when it wasn't when people didn't put their real names on the internet yeah so i do get why we still think it's kind of like ah maybe i'm being corny or maybe yeah, should i say yeah. it this way should i put out this content no yeah. but I also, yeah. I also think it's just people are extremely like people always put like you put a spotlight on yourself you're extremely hard on yourself do you get what i'm saying yeah. like because mm. there's certain i tweeted it the other day i was like there's certain situations where if somebody was telling you about it you'd be like so empathetic and you'd be like now nah, you're doing your best but if it was you in that situation, you'd be like, why the fuck did I do that? Like, I'm yeah. just, I'm just, yeah. I'm fucking this up. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. People just aren't really kind to themselves. Yeah, mm. yeah. Like a lot of people just need to actually chat to themselves. Like they'll chat to their friends. Mm, because like, yeah. if anybody else chat to them the way that they chat to themselves, they wouldn't like, they wouldn't talk to that person. Or they would, be, them and that person would beef. Yeah. But they talk to themselves that way all the time. Do you no, get I what hear I mean? you. You have to give yourself the same grace that you would give someone trying their best, and because mm. you're also trying your best. But some it, it, at times we think because we're the main characters of our lives in our head. We think people are deep in. What we're doing more than they actually are, because mm-hmm. for the most part, there's probably 15 people in the world that actually genuinely give a fuck about Jordan. Like, like, yeah. like, like my family, my close. There's actually probably like 15 people that like genuinely give a fuck about Jordan. But on the internet, I might do something, I might post a clip, I might be like, ah, oh, that sounds funny. I promise you, for the most part, people are scrolling past and going past it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I'm so critical. So that's why to your point, like, but I'm so in my head about. It, I'm so critical because I think all of these people, are like, what am I doing? But if I saw 
you with a piece of content. I'm not analyzing it. I'm like, oh, man, that's kind of cool content. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's what I'm telling because like I, I have a group of clients now who are becoming personal trainers and they're trying to get their business off the ground as well. And I'm kind of like acting as a mentor. And it's the one thing I tell them as well. Like nobody cares. Like yeah. people are more going to gravitate towards you and gravitate towards your business because like you're being real and you're putting yourself out there. I think in Ireland, um, within the Irish culture, just in general, we're very like closed. We don't like to share a lot. We don't like to put ourselves out there. Mm-hmm. We don't like, in the sense, like we're too humble. We're too like, we don't like to say, oh, look at what I've done. But I think for you to be able to do something at a high level and to motivate motivate people and to make an impact, you just need to put yourself out there. Yeah, and I was thinking know? just everything is corny until it's not. Yeah. Like, yeah. Every, yeah. like no matter what you do, you do it. It's gonna be looking be looked at as corny for a bit until it's like, oh, just that's the guy that does yeah, such yeah. and such and just leaves it like that. Mm. But actually, the other day I saw I have a scar on my leg that I always forget that is there. But like it's an injury from primary school. I was gonna ask, what's the worst injuries you got you guys got in school? Oh not in school, but I remember my in the estate we're doing, you know when everybody's on bikes here, I remember it so quick because I was actually traumatized to this day. We're doing races on a bike, everybody lines up their bike. You're cycling, you go to the finish line. I was on a BMX, I was cycle, the pedal stuck. Bah. <laughs> like, you see this guy here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah, where I got yeah, it from because you know, especially this is a concrete as well. So, I just, you yeah, know, how you yeah. sit at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> I did that across the tarmac, yeah. and it's so traumatizing because when you're everything, it goes quick and slow at the same time. Oh, yeah. So, when yeah. that a bike flips, you're like, your brain is like, oh, oh shit. Fuck. So yeah, it's going yeah. it's going slow for you, but it probably just went like, you probably. So that's, I wouldn't say it's the, like, it's definitely my most traumatizing. I'd say I probably got hurt worse playing football. Mm-hmm. Like, I probably got like, hit, like, I couldn't walk for three days and I couldn't put pressure, I couldn't put like, what you call pressure on my foot. I probably got those kind of injuries, but the most traumatic ones that I sticks to my head is that one. Yeah, my mind was probably, it was in a school football match, yeah. but uh, I dislocated my hip. And it was right before I was supposed to go to France to play football. So it was like, it was mentally, it was the toughest thing because I was yeah. looking forward to that. I was like, okay, there's going to be scouts in this, yeah, at this competition. Yeah. Like, this is my opportunity. This is, this is my opportunity. And I, I, like, I dislocated my hip. Like, How did you dislocate your hip? So like I was a center half, right? And slide tackling was a thing that I just loved. Yeah, yeah. Even if I knew that. Were like quick, I, I yeah? Yeah, I was very quick. Even though, like, <laughs> what I used to do, right? So, if a forward was, like, chasing ball, I kind of slowed down a bit, right? <laughs> no, knowing that, like, I can beat him he's for like, pace. I, I need a challenge today. I, knowing that I can beat him for pace. And then I would let him get to the point where he's about to take a shot. And then I slack it at him. So, like, <laughs> I just love doing that. That was, like, my, my speciality. Until the day, I, like, I did. And no, so yeah, you got to play smart on the yeah. ball, on the ball. Keep, keep the feet going. Oh, Wait, what, what's your question? How did that happen? With oh, the... um, what's called? I was at home, what's called? My auntie was pissing me off for some reason. I just told me to make a hot water bottle for it. And I was just going, and it literally just all split. It just went all over my leg. I missed school for like two weeks. And then the second one was, you know, those like those like tiny rubber bouncy balls. So like we were in school and we're playing dodgeball with it stupidly. And then someone throws it, it hits off like four or five things and it hits me right in the eye when my eyes open. Yeah, to, to, I'm supposed to wear glasses, like, now. But, but you don't wear glasses. Yeah, because yeah, fuck that. <laughs> what do you wear glasses? <laughs> because my eyesight isn't bad enough that I can't see. Okay. But it's just like... But isn't know, that going to be harmful in the long run? You know what? Low-key, I feel like wearing glasses will fuck up my eyesight more than not wearing them. Would you ever get a laser eye? I've thought about it, but mm. also, I'm not going to lie to you. If something goes wrong, get me out of here. <laughs> 
<laughs> like apparently those yeah. things don't last as well. You have to like come. come yeah, back see, all of that. Like years, the yeah. things I, I'm very weird about, like like surgery and all mm. these kind of things. Just because I I know they're like oh. There's only a zero point zero zero chance that something happens to you, yeah. but for me, that's too high of a chance. <laughs> like that's like Simi. <laughs> I always think it's gonna happen to her. I'm like, brother, fifty people, five hundred people went on this roller coaster. You, what you think is you that your luck okay, is gonna you know, be? No, but bad. you know what it is, Jay. You know what it is, Jay. You know when something is is not bad enough that it's a problem. Yeah. Like mm. it's not like I would stop and I need like I can't see or shit like that. Do you get what I'm saying? Like if I'm in the back of the class, maybe I can't see the I can't see the the board properly, but one of my in class anymore. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's kind of like. It's not bad enough that I need to do something about it. So why take a chance when I don't really need it? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But if it gets down there, oh, yeah, yeah, bro. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I want to ask you guys this on... Whiskey obviously played in concert just there in London. Yeah, I heard it was actually... I heard it was actually very disappointing. Do you think... Obviously, Burner Boy and Whiskey have been doing this world tour for like two years now. Do you think we're just seeing them too much now? That it's not giving what it's... Because there's no like exclusivity feeling or... If I see him now, I'm not going to see him for three years. It's just, they're just in our faces all the time now that people were not even bothered buying some of the tickets. My, like, I think my, my missus and a friend want to give her for, for free. Do you think they should maybe step back, have us miss them, and then come back again? I think, I think for us, probably. Yeah. Because we're used to them. But I think they're starting to reach a lot more like the European mm, The new audience. audience. I think those are the people that are buying. Because like, if you look at Burning Boy, was it last? Was it this year? Yeah. Like a lot of the audience was like, it was just Irish people, like yeah, just white to, people. To, yeah. sell, to sell out the, the the three arena, you have to have bare white people. Yeah. yeah. But I think they're it, reaching that audience, so I think that's why they keep Because uh, Because before, before we start recording, someone told me that Burner's releasing another album in a month. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, so that means he's just going to go on tour again and start doing, like, it's same process. But maybe you're right, because yeah. he's doing stadiums in America. So he's reaching an audience of beyond us. So like they gotta want to see yeah. him as well. Also, yeah. Burner Boy strikes me as one of those people that just has songs. Yeah. yeah. Like, just has songs. Yeah. On, like, you just make, you know, like them Chris Brown types that would drop a 40, 40 track 40. Album just, <laughs> yeah. just for bands. Yeah. Like, yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. I think, I think Wizkid's problem is just that Wiz hasn't been the greatest performer for a while. Mm. And also, I feel like the, this album was kind of, yeah. It wasn't like, it didn't really shake anything. Like, Made in Lagos was a bang. Yeah, Made in Lagos. Do you know what I'm saying? So people wanted to go to that concert and everything. So now, also, now you're doing bigger shows. You're you're not just doing, you're not Arenas are the bigger ones, isn't it? Yeah, arenas. Yeah, yeah. now he's not just stadiums doing, and he's, arenas. Yeah, he's he's now he's doing, he's doing stadiums and arenas. Do you get what I'm saying? So like the whole production has to be bigger, and I don't feel like he the performance his performance is the there. That Whereas Burner, on the other hand, you can see Burner today, tomorrow, the next day. You're not gonna get as bored of it because you know yeah. he's gonna put on the show. Yeah, he's my top three favorite gigs. Like the the first time I saw him, I was so blown away because it's probably the first concert I've seen with like a live band, mm -hmm. and it it brings so much soul to the. Because I know I've, I've always seen only no obviously, but I've only seen mainly rappers. Rappers yeah. is their DJs and their instrumental, yeah, yeah. and so, some rappers it's mainly to do ad, -lib, ad libs. Like that's why I really I know I love J Cole anyways, but when he did his, he was rapped every song bar for bar, start to finish, mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, this is calm. But for most rappers, sometimes it's they're, they're hype men of their own fucking music. You're like, brother, sing your songs, man, do your bars. You know what? What's called? There's a the Burner Boy concert that was in the Tottenham Arena. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, J Hus come out and J Hus pretty much just did ad libs. Yeah, yeah. Like it was just like it just didn't stop. But funnily enough, one of my favorite performances that I've been to is J Hus. Yeah, because when they're more in more intimate settings and they can they'll actually do their songs from start to finish like because the feedback i got was like burner boy it felt like see the production was bad like you were saying some people were like maybe he was more worried about selling out the, the stadium 
and actually putting on a live performance. You're talking about Wizkid or Burner Boy? Sorry, Wizkid. Sorry, yeah. Wizkid, Wizkid. And the, yeah, he was more worried about selling out the stadium and actually putting a performance. He left kind of early and he didn't even like greet the crowd by. The song selections apparently... I heard Udre Legba was second. That's crazy. If, <laughs> I, if I hear Udre Legba second, I know this is going downhill. <laughs> but again, at the time I heard Burner Boy was maybe two years ago for the first time. Location one was his biggest song and he came on third. And I was like, but location but isn't it his kept song. going. I know, I know, I, I know. I know, I know when so, you put a banger like, like that so early, I was a bit there's, like, there's, yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a difference when like there's you can put a banger early like Drake when Drake comes out, he puts bangers early because he's got bangers yeah, for eons. Yeah, like that guy yeah. can just keep going banger, banger, banger. Yeah. But yeah. like Ojoy Legba is the national anthem. The national anthem. I just like. I hear you. I hear you. You have to feel. You have to end with that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think that time is almost done. No, maybe like the point you made is actually yeah. a good point because maybe they're just tapping into a new market. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I might be again, I'm even new into real Afrobeats. I've only like last four years, five years, most born a boy. Like yeah, yeah, it was probably when I started being intentional. Like obviously I've heard uh, all these songs, yeah. but that's probably when I started being intentional about Afrobeats, and that was only what maybe four years ago. So the point you made is probably the best point because they probably keep tapping into new markets. Yeah, and yeah. someone like before recorded Plantain was here, and he was saying the thing is. Because they're Nigerian, sometimes when they get that visa, they get that work visa, they have to utilize yeah, as much yeah. as possible. Because mm-hmm. you have artists like Buju that apparently they couldn't come here. And you have artists, loads of artists that get visa issues, so they can't tour. Whereas his point was, if you've given Wiz and Bernard this work visa now, have to utilize, have to keep touring. Because what if next time they don't get the visa? Not to say they are, mm-hmm. they won't. But that was another point. So I guess those two points make sense. I guess if, yeah, if you're going to tap into a new market, a new audience... Hey, tour, bro. <laughs> Do your thing. Like, I was looking at it from our point of view. I was like, I feel like they've been non-stop touring for the last three years. Like, I, I, I said it when the tickets came out. Wizkid isn't selling out the three, you know? Yeah, he's not Because, like, bro, he just performed there. We also saw him, what, two years ago? Two years ago. He did, yeah. he did an O2 three times. Yeah, what's called... Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was a festival you did as well. If you didn't do, did you Afro Oh yeah, he did Glastonbury. My brother saw my Glastonbury. He, he did Glastonbury. Like Afro Nation. Yeah. It's like we see, we've seen you over and over again. And yeah. I always say, Ireland yeah. is not the place. To, Ireland is not easy to sell out. There's very yeah. few black artists that can sell out Ireland. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know if Whiskey's got. Apart from the fact that a lot of black people aren't going to go because we've already seen him. They've just like they bought tickets for this show. If they didn't see this London. show, they saw him at one whatever show, or they ones, saw him yeah. somewhere else. And because and the album wasn't like, banging, there's no anthem like. <clears throat> When he did Essence and Ginger, you were like, "Oh, made a Lagos thing. Yeah, I want to like, see this song." But now, yeah, exactly, the album, the album isn't really isn't really given what it needs to give like that. So it's kind of like, and also it's not like we've known him as the best performer. Like, like Chris Brown. If you told me Chris Brown's coming, let me go see Chris Brown because you know he's gonna dance, he's gonna do this, yeah, he's gonna yeah, do yeah, this, yeah, he's gonna performance. do that. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Whiskey is like, I don't really feel like there's gonna be a moment that I'm gonna be like, "Oh my god," unless someone comes out or something. Yeah, because he's not the best performer like you're saying so he needs to do the bangers which brings me to the point also there's a DJ yeah Louis Rigo class DJ but the DJ that was playing inside Louis if you're learning to DJ yeah and you can't you don't know how to transition song to song just play bangers man because that guy was embarrassing himself I have no idea who he was, but those moments where the Louis was like, do you know how Frank Jazz, Hamed were like the first waves of DJs so that yeah. we knew of? Like Louis Rigo was like the next stage, next stage, and now you have like T and the boys, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was on, he was doing his thing, he's killing it, song to song. This guy's coming on. I was like, if you're like I saying, if you're not, if you're not gonna be the best performers, like the Migos, for example, play Versace, Versace. At least people can be like, yeah, I, I know the song. If you're not, if you're learning your craft in DJ, everybody, I, I let everybody land. Learn with bangers. 
Don't play with songs that nobody knows. Now we're just because if you if you play a song nobody knows and you transition it well and you cut off the you cut off the instrumental and you put in fifty cent singing on that instrumental, you can kind of mess around yeah, with it. I'm not gonna be as mad because the banger there's a banger playing. Yeah, but if you're still learning your craft, but I just play it safe. That's Bro, all I'll I was, say. I was at a vet, I was at an event and this DJ went from I'm a piano piano yeah. to Justin Timberlake. <sighs> but to be honest, I've been to some clubs at Frank Jazz and. Some of these like big DJs are playing. Yeah, like, some of the mixes are a bit. Questionable. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> like, a, lot, a lot of these DJs have had stickers, and that's why we're saying for on the twenty sixth of August. <laughs> on the twenty sixth of August, so we can avoid this, we have a Spotify play- a Spotify playlist. You guys can go in and add your bangers. Like I said, I don't just want R and B. I don't just want rap. I don't just want Afro beats. I want the white bangers too. You know, them ones that if we played it in, the, if we played the Sweet Home Caroline, whatever was them. That's your Sweet song. Caroline. Sweet no, Caroline, no, yeah. bro. We want we want to you know really embracing the. Irish part of our black and Irish, you know? Yeah, what, what, what do you think is the ultimate white people song? You know, when they get it right, they get it right. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them, it's like, when, when I hear speak, when you're in a pub and Sweet Caroline comes on, yeah. you can't convince me that this isn't the best I've ever made. <laughs> you can't convince me like this, who made this? I need to shake their hand right now. So, well, yeah, no, 26th that's, that's, of that's August. That's too out of the question. Who's the, who's the best white artist? Oh, Ed Sheeran. Have you ever read Perfect? Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran, really? man. Perfect. The one with Stormzy. James Arthur, I think, is really good. Mm. James Arthur is really, really good. Ben Howard. He's good as well. I have no idea what that is. Loki, Justin Timberlake. Yeah, but he's he's trying to be spicy. He's trying, he's doing something with <laughs> CI. Oh, wait, oh, wait. Are we talking, oh, wait. We're no. talking like stereotypically <laughs> yeah. white. Oh. oh. That's like me saying mm, Eminem. Okay, okay. That's, you, you, then there's no way you get it, Sheeran. Ed, Ed has been in the culture for too long. But uh, he, does Justin Timberlake have a perfect... A sex bucket. <laughs> <laughs> no mirrors. Yeah, no. Maybe Ed Sheeran isn't the best. Okay, right. I, I don't know, man. And also, Ed, Ed is way too much of the culture. He has a ship, ship yeah, yeah, view, he and the ship view remix. No, no, no. It's so much of the culture. Oh, he's so good, though. <laughs> I feel like Coldplay, maybe a band. Like, they're, they're probably like... Do you see Coldplay had people in a frenzy to get tickets? Yeah. There you go. No, man. <laughs> people were... People were cute. People at, at work, people stopped working. Phone, laptop, phone. Sold out. Bam. Crook Park. Sold out. That's what I miss about working in the office. Being able to get tickets. Yeah. Because you're already at work. Yeah. 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 You're already awake. So you don't have to wake up for... Yeah, but you guys haven't asked my question. The best white the best white artist. Adele. Has to be Adele. I was just thinking that, you know... Yeah, I think it has to be Adele. Yeah. I don't know. Oh. Amy Winehouse? Nah, she only has that rehab song, really. <laughs> Now we know, like, now we know, watch this guy, you're made it work. We should only have rehab, that we know. Let's go back to black as well. Um, Natalie's hers as well, isn't it? Who? No, that's Bruno Mars, never mind. Nat- uh, Natasha Bedingfield has some crap, some bangers. I don't know. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson, one, first winner of well, American Idol. Now you're going to start seeing Avril living in them, man. Oh, skater boy's a cracker. See, who's a skater boy? What's he said, see you later. Going to funny. Mm, eight bananas. Brit- Britney Spears? Toxic is a song. Yeah, yeah, Britney yeah. Spears. But why are you only naming women? I don't think that's many. That Man, many yeah, elite, elite. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm going. Male artists. What's this guy? What's this guy that got cancelled? Blurred Lines. Oh, Robert, Robert Thick. Yes, again, you only know him because he was doing songs with Pharrell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't those songs of Pharrell, you would know. He was even on the... Remember that sketch show, Kevin Hart did, The Real Husbands of Hollywood? Yeah. He was there with the rest yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
This is hard. This yeah, is no, okay. the, thing, the thing is, I sometimes what happens in podcasts, I'll be driving home and be like, ah, fuck, I should have said that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so when you, before we wrap up, when is you when you're making the final transition now into full time? Do you not have a timeline? Um, yeah, so I've I've given myself a year. Okay. To do so, um, and I think that's like it's more than enough time. Yeah. Um, I think I'll probably get it done before that, but um, yeah, just fingers. Have crossed. you started the process yet, or are you gonna start? Yeah, no, I've started the a process. Yeah, yeah. Um, as I said, like I'm working with like a consultancy company at the moment. So it's, it's about turning my business into like a, a company. So that's that's when I'm gonna make that. that yeah, that takes like six weeks or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah six, six weeks. <laughs> no, no, it's nine weeks because the vat number takes a while. But oh yeah, like like yeah, physically, yeah, from, yeah, yeah. You from, can do that. From start yeah, to finish, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, my sword. I think that's us. Anyways, thank you for coming today. I appreciate yeah. it. If you ever Thanks for having me, man. have a time you want to come promote your business or anything, or if you just want to. Come and chat to the boys about Burner Boy and life. You're always welcome. Plug yourself yeah, now before we wrap up. Yeah, so Yams Fitness, follow me on Instagram, Yams Fitness underscore I-R-E. Uh, Yams Fitness on YouTube. So go check that out. Weekly episodes are coming out. Um, documenting my whole journey back to the stage. Um, it's it's going to be a good one. Um, Did you ever start a fitness podcast or something as well? Or are you just going to keep it short for it's in the works. It's Vision Lab's always open for anybody. <laughs> but yeah, for the rest of you, if he's made it to the end of the pod and you didn't like anything we said today, well, you can charge it to the game. Thank you for listening.